The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Welcome to Nobody Told Me. I'm Laura Owens. And I'm Jan Black. If you could use some help simplifying and streamlining your living environment, then stay tuned because help is finally on the way. (laughs) Our guest is professional organizer Jen Robin, the founder and CEO of the organizational and lifestyle company known as Life in General. Jen believes that people are the happiest version of themselves when they are organized, and I totally agree with that. So to help us achieve that, Jen has written a great new book called Life in General, a joyful guide to organizing your home and creating the space for what matters most. Jen, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you both for having me. I know that you've worked with Hollywood celebrities and military personnel, single people, families of all sizes, and I'm wondering how you became a professional organizer. I was a personal assistant for many, many years before, and my client, who was a professional athlete, loved to move, and I was ecstatic every time, and most people don't like moving and think it's you know, worse than the DMV, and I felt this pull and tug at my heartstring of, this is crazy, but I love it so much, and my friends and family were all did think I was crazy, and I would send him on vacation. His whole house would be packed up, moved, and I loved it, and so I was doing it on the weekends for friends and family and was booked for a long time on top of my full-time job, so wow. life in general was born in 2014, and I just, it was, I saw the need, and I saw how creating order and structure in someone's home and life, like really made that person happier. And with the systems that I've provided, and I didn't know professional organizing was a thing. And so I was like finding books and Googling and found out that it was, and sure enough, here we are seven years later. And just, you know, it's been a wild journey, but, um, it's, it's really my biggest passion. And I know for sure that I am doing my calling because it's, it gets me up in the morning every single day with so much excitement. Mm, I, I love that. I love how you say that life is about connection, not collection. And that is what you base your organization on. Who or what taught you that? I grew up in a very love loving home and my dad hands down instilled in my brother and I that life is connection. It does not matter about things. Um, It's really meant to be lived in community and love and connection and, you know, really getting to, you know, how do you feel? And so it like, not just saying I'm good or school was great. That was not an answer for him. He like really needed to know, like, how was your day? Like, how are you really doing? And we just, that's how I grew up. And he always would say like, you know, the, this quote that you can't take it when you're gone. And it, it totally is a true statement, you know, and there's, I know there's a stat of when people ask, you know, in retirement homes, when they say, you know, what, what is your biggest regret? And they always say like, 
I didn't lit like most of it was not about the things. It really was about the people and the family dynamics and the relationships that were built over life. And um, I, it holds true to this day. And, you know, I built a company around this idea of um, living in a world that matters in terms of having these relationships and focusing on, you know, your inner, inner peace and happiness. And it really is not about, you know, the car you drive, the house you have, the bag you have, and ensure those things can make you happy. But at the end of the day, they can't come with you. And it's really all about, you know, people who are, you're surrounded with. So what if, what if the things in your life are blocking you from achieving the life you really want, that there's too much clutter, too many things, you're overwhelmed, you don't know where to start. What kind of emotional work do you need to do in order to get organized? Yeah. So in the book, we call this the soul work. And that is really kind of taking a step back and understanding really your goals and what kind of life do you really want to live? What kind of home space do you really want to have? And, and when you get clear with that and really sit with it and ask yourself, you know, some really tough questions, like, are you happy? Do you feel good about your home? Are you anxious when you come into a room or a space? And, and once you get really clear with that intention, um, it, it really sets the stage for creating this, this structure around you and making organization a priority in your life and home. And you talk about how we need to plan for the space we have today instead of thinking that we're going to keep something that we may need later in life. And that, that, gosh, that's just, that's really hard to do if it's something that somebody who's passed on has given us. Um, so what do you suggest that we do? I mean, absolutely. It's, it's really hard and, you know, every person and space is different. Right. And I, you know, my dad passed in 2009 and I just, I remember having this moment saying like, you know, it's not about this, this thing that he gave me. It's about the memories that him and I connected and made. And also the bigger question of knowing what kind of going back to like, what, what do you want for yourself? But I know for a fact what that person would want for you. And that's not to hold on to the thing, but they would love to celebrate and honor that person just by the the pure memory, right? And, and again, not having someone get rid of everything, but maybe picking a few pieces. Like I made a box after my dad had passed and it's of a few things. And I took all of his clothes and we did uh quilts and blankets for my family. Um, but at the end of the day, like I knew what my dad would want for me and it would be to live a life of purpose and fulfillment and love and not hold on to, you know, the, the jacket that he gave me and all that. So it's, it's kind of going back to what do you want for yourself and what does that, what, what that person want for you? Yeah. I really appreciate the fact that you say we should focus on what will gain rather than what we'll lose if we part with these things. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's called slip. We call it flipping the script. And a lot of times when we meet with our clients, it's, are you going to make us get rid of everything? And I'm not sure I can purge and edit. And it's really, again, taking a step back and saying, you know, instead of looking at what do you need to get rid of? It's what do you want to keep? What do you want to hold on to? What is making your life more fulfilled and loving and having that intention with the items rather than the opposite? And once you get that mindset, 
it really does matter and it changes everything. It, it kind of sets the stage of, all right, I'm going to look at what, what my belongings are and much differently. And it's, it's a beautiful thing once someone gets that um, and watching that process is really fun to see. Yeah, and when they can see that maybe they're going to donate something that somebody gave them and that somebody else will get benefit. I mean, what better way to, to honor somebody? But getting back to that donation idea, I feel like when I've gone through stuff, sometimes I'll put stuff in the donation pile that maybe should be trash or trash in the donation <laughs> pile. <laughs> How do you decide what goes where? So you can donate most things. If it's broken, obviously, if it is really trash or recycle, um, I always tell people everything has a home. It just might not be your home. Um, and we partner with so many different amazing charities, you know, whether it's women's shelters or, um, you know, children's hospitals, it's there, there is a home for everything. It just, you know, getting clear of like what it takes a little bit of time, you know, like not the women's shelters might not be taking kids toys or books, but there's a solution for everything. And there's some really great resources on our website. There's some really great resources online. Um, and it, if you go that extra step, you'll feel better about where these belongings are going to, and you'll actually feel more okay with letting them go because you know it's, it's serving somebody else in the way that it couldn't serve your life. We're glad you're part of our Nobody Told Me family of listeners. And if you're like us, your pet is a member of the family. We've had 15 dogs over the years, most of them rescues. They've each been unique characters with their own likes and dislikes in terms of food. And lately, we've been feeding them Nom Nom, and it's a big hit with each of the three dogs we currently have. One of our dogs is young, one is middle-aged, and one is a senior. And they all get excited when we put Nom Nom in their bowls. Nom Nom delivers fresh dog food with every portion personalized to your dog's needs so you can bring out their best. Every Nom Nom meal features high-quality proteins and vegetables mixed with targeted vitamins and minerals to provide the essential nutrients dogs need at every life stage. Nom Nom is made with real whole food you can see and recognize without any additives or fillers that contribute to bloating and low energy. Our dogs love Nom Nom and we love seeing how happy it makes them. Nom Nom uses the latest science and insights to make real good food for dogs. Their nutrient-packed recipes are crafted by board-certified veterinary nutritionists, made fresh and shipped free to your door. Nom Nom's already delivered over 40 million meals to good dogs like yours, inspiring millions of clean bowls and tail wags. Plus, Nom Nom comes with a money-back guarantee. So if your dog's tail isn't wagging within 30 days, Nom Nom will refund your first order. No fillers, no nonsense, just Nom Nom. Go right now for 50% off your no-risk two-week trial at trynom.com slash nobody. Spelled try N-O-M dot com slash nobody for 50% off trynom.com slash nobody. You know, we recently moved and had to go through um, um, 20 years of, of memories that we'd accumulated in a house. And I did work with some professional organizers. And one of the things that they helped me with, and I, I really, really thought this was a powerful tool, was to take a picture of something if you you really wanted to hang on to it, but you knew you weren't going to have space in the new home, take a picture with your cell phone. 
And that was, that was one of those things that kind of helped me flip the switch a little bit. Do you use that tool? I love that. I, I, I always get reminded of one of my first clients of this, this gal that had just lost her husband and there was a room that we needed to clear out and it had 30 of his jackets. And I had said, you know, I'm not, I don't want you to get rid of all of them, but let's just pick your, your favorite one or two, or maybe three, the one that you had the most memories, the one, the jacket that you got, he got married in. Um, and so we had this conversation. I brought in a photographer. We took a picture. We did a nice hanger. We held everything up on a beautiful background and we made a book and it was, it took up very little space. She could keep the memories long-term and she cleared her entire you know, closet that had all this stuff in there. And so there, there's solutions to everything. Sometimes you got to get a little crafty, but having those pictures for her and for a lot of people really kind of, like you said, takes the place of, I can resort back to that. So I, I won't forget about it. I'll always have that, but it's not taking up so much space in my home and life. Mm, I love that. How do you think it helps somebody who has lost somebody to go through their house, that person's house with an organizer or with a friend versus doing it alone? So it really does do, it really does depend on the person and situation. And I think if you have the right support for me, after my dad passed, like I needed to do it alone. I needed to go through his things and kind of the stuff that was in my space saying, do I, you know, I want to honor and take that time. But then for my mom, she really did need the support. It was not getting done if my brother and I were not helping her Um, and going through and making these decisions together and talking through them. And a lot of it is listening and hearing the story. And, and when you have that support, you can kind of say it out loud and speak, speak life into it. And I think it, it really is a special moment. And, and that is a really difficult, um, moment for someone. And so for us, like we know we have to allow the space for it because, you know, if that person wants to cry, we want to allow space for it. If that person wants to tell a story, you know, we'll allow space for it because we want to honor that person and honor that, but we also want to guide them and make sure we're doing our job to, you know, keep it going and moving. And, um, but everyone's different and it, everyone has different needs. And I think it really goes back to finding out what works for you. And also, you know, the timing for me, I did it pretty, you know, soon after he passed, my mom was 10 years later. So it, it does, when people are ready, um, it matters to have that support if you need it. I mentioned that you've worked with a lot of Hollywood celebrities, and I'm wondering how do celebrities differ from the rest of us, or do they, when it comes to wanting to hang on to things? They have more things, right? <laughs> <laughs> that, that might be true. <laughs> but no. they also have a bigger place to store them, <laughs> which can be a problem, right? Yeah. It's like you don't have to fill the space even if you have it. Clear, empty drawers are good. Um, I always go back to, you know, we have, a, we have many different clients in many different walks of life and, um, it doesn't matter what you do, who, you know, who you are, it really matters who you are as a person. Um, and do you have a kind heart? We'll work with you, but there is a different mindset with some, um, where they are used to getting maybe more swag or gifted things and just having, going back to having that intention of asking doesn't matter who you are, but what do you want? What do you see for yourself? And, um, and they might say they, 
they would like to collect a little bit more than the average person, which, you know, again, getting clear with that intention, but I, I want to make sure at the end of the day, like they can go to bed happy and knowing that their space is, um, is for them. And it's, it matters in how you walk through life and it matters every single day that, Hey, you get up. And if this is what you love and you truly value, I will honor that. And we will make, you know, a system for it. But, um, at the end of it, it, it does kind of say like, there's conversations and harder ones that need to be had, um, of moving that along and making sure they're editing and, and having that solution that's best for them. You say that we should use the pain scale when we're deciding where to start with cleaning and organizing our house. I was thinking that it's like it's probably easier for me mentally to think about what is the space that's, you know, not too bad that I can I can organize in a day and kind of work my way up. But w- but what do you think? You think it's it's not necessarily that that way. So I talk about in the book, of course, you want to start small, like what I call the joy drawer in the kitchen, um, the medicine cabinet, the spice cabinet, you know, something where you can feel the win pretty immediately. I never want someone to start with memories or books or paperwork. Those are really, you know, really, really hard. But I do think it's important to notice like how you're feeling in a space. And if your pain level is low compared to something that every day it's causing you great anxiety, I think that is something you should tackle first because then you can feel as long as they're not the paperwork and all that, as long as you are um, setting that intention, it's you do feel differently. And I know we always joke about the Monica closet from friends of people might say, we're good. I, I, I can't see it. So it doesn't feel, you know, that way, but it actually does matter. And that moment we pull the, you know, that closet out that subconsciously or consciously feels like this is a big pain area. They sleep better. They go through their day better. They, their relationships change. And so I do try to stress like, where is this space in your home that is making you not want to be in your home? So we can, we can attack that first. Is it your sense that the pandemic has made people want to hang on to things more or want to purge them because they may be spending more time at home and they just all of a sudden really can't stand the, the clutter. Yeah. I feel like priorities in homes have changed, right? So there's a lot of what we've been watching and seeing of they're ready now. You know, the people that weren't ready before because they didn't necessarily understand organization to now, we are in our home day in and day out. And we need to make sure that our home is, you know, clutter-free systems and all of that to make sure we are really enjoying, loving, and having kind of a flow in our daily life because priorities have really shifted. And I have seen more than more than ever that it, they are kind of letting go of things more than they would have because they need to make the space to either physically be in there or it's time because they that feeling of overwhelm, anxiousness um, has really crept in because they're actually spending way more time in their home. So definitely the letting go more um, is the majority of what we're noticing. There's so many people who are working out of small apartments where they can't necessarily have a home office. How can they distinguish where they work from where they sleep? Mm -hmm. 
it's the reality now. So we understand like not everyone has a home office. Like you might be turning your kitchen table into that. So it's really finding the best possible space in your home, the nook or whether it's a corner in the bedroom, but also having a system. So when you are done with work for the day and wrapped up, like you, whether you put it, your items in a bin or you tuck it under the desk and having, or the kitchen, you know, you clean up at the end of the day, like take that extra 10 minutes to then transfer transition into, you know, dinner with the family, because I believe like when you are surrounded, you know, I'm a big believer if you not having your home office in your home or in your bedroom, excuse me, but it's the reality these days, you might live in a studio. And so it's just finding the space, making it something you love, but also having the system. If, you know, you can or able to, at the end of it, like put it your, your laptop and your notebook or whatever tools that you need kind of tucked away and then you can pull them out the next day. So you are kind of, you know, starting fresh. It, it does matter with your mindset and also your home life too. Moving gives you a great opportunity to declutter your life, but it also can seem just absolutely monumental. What advice do you have for someone who is going to be moving? How do you approach it? How do you make it so that you don't have a ton of clutter on the other end of the move? creating a plan, making a schedule, you know, if you can, you have a month, two months, three months, and just start, just start, like go room by room, assess and, and start editing because I'm a huge believer on doing that before you move, because then you're only taking things into your new home that you need and love and use. And then you can, you know, maybe fine tune it on the back end, but you don't want to be bringing stuff to the new space that you know that you, you don't need. So just edit before create the plan and just start. Talk about clutter magnets, which we all have. And yeah, I, I know where mine are. <laughs> no matter time, no matter how many times you clean that space, it seems like things just happen to go back there. How do we get rid of these? So it's a choice. It's a choice that we make every day, right? So if you are, I always joke, it's any hard surface or countertop is usually a clutter. <laughs> yes, yes. Or so tempting. The, the clutter shuffle is sometimes you're just moving paper to the next hard surface and then you'll get to it later. <laughs> and it's, it's a funny, it's a funny game that people play, um, but it's a choice. So if you take that time, go the extra 10, 15 steps to put it in that home that you've created, your future yourself will thank you for it. And it will, it does matter in your everyday life. And it's not realistic every single day. And look, like if the phone rings or your kids are, you know, running out the door, it's not going to be perfect. We don't believe in that, but it is all about progress and all about creating that system that does work for you. So if you know that you're someone that does put papers all over, you know, maybe you put a bin that's for your papers and then you do a sweep at the end of the day um, and then take the time and schedule it. So, um, but it is a choice. It is something that we choose to go the extra mile um, when it, when we can and, and your future self really does thank you for it because then you wake up and you're feeling, you know, refreshed and you don't see all these clutter pieces all over your home. You know, you talk about there being common emotional baggage attached to particular rooms in a home. Explain more about that. Yeah, so there there are some moments in someone's life or in homes and everybody's story is different, but this emotional baggage is, quote unquote, um, 
it's maybe the things that we have put aside that to do deal with later. So it it's these moments, like for me, I had, I went through my dad's stuff pretty, pretty like right away. And for my mom, you know, we had that conversation, like she wasn't ready. And so she had said like, this is, we're just going to keep it in a corner or, in a, you know, we're going to shut the door and we're going to not deal with it until later. And so this quote unquote emotional baggage is really having the conversation with yourself of, you know, what do you want and how can we make a plan um, to not have this this item or this room or this space hold us back for, for living the life that we want, but also what getting down to the soul root of what is it, what are we really trying to hold on to here? Asking the hard questions, going through the process, um, you know, and not feel guilty, allow the space for it, but just, just know that give yourself some grace, um, but make that plan and, and we see this often with our clients where they joke, like, this is this is that space where I don't, I can't get to it or I don't want to. Um, but that's the space that honestly we need to deal with first. Um, that will clear space for bringing other things into your life. Maybe it, it is friendships or, you know, making room for a baby. Um, there's so much that goes into it. And like I said, everybody's different, but it there are these moments and these mental blocks that we see day in and day out. You have clients who come back to you after they've hired you to help them go through somebody's, uh, to go through somebody who's passed away to go through their things and say to you, gosh, I wish I hadn't thrown that out. You know, I, I think we do a really great job of, talking about the solutions before we do that. And so if it is something like clothes, you know, we could say, Hey, we can donate these clothes and maybe a lot of it can go, but would you want to make a quilt or a blanket? We have resources for, you know, X, Y, and Z. Um, So we really try to go through each of those solutions one. So they are aware of the, the solutions at the back end, because especially when someone passes, you're not thinking clearly and it is my job and the team's job to give them that before we make them. Um, but no, I, I really believe that in our process and how we do it, we've done a really great job of, of sitting with them and telling them, you know, this could, you could do this. Right. Um, so I feel pretty confident in that, but it's, it's, it's not perfect and it's never going to be. And having those conversations are hard. And especially when there's a lot of vulnerability and emotions attached to every single thing for some of these clients that we just want to give them the resources and the support, but also make sure we're moving forward. Is there anything wrong with putting things in plastic boxes and putting them out in the garage just to get them out of the house? Or are you just kind of moving, moving, moving your clutter from one, from one location to another? To another? <laughs> the clutter shuffle. <laughs> <laughs> um, it really depends on what it is. I mean, does it belong in the garage? This is a, you, There's questions that I would ask. Does it belong there? Is it something that you're putting off? Do you, you know, do you need it, use it, love it? Is it something you have duplications of? Um, but if it belongs in the garage, then yeah, absolutely. It can go there. But I always say if someone hires us for a closet or a kitchen, I do want to see the whole space because I want to see like, Hey, you don't have space here necessarily, but there's an amazing space 
in the garage that could be your back stock um, if you're, you know, if you have a garage. So there are solutions, but your whole home, it, it really does flow together. So um, it's okay if it's meant to be there. I just don't want it to turn into the clutter shuffle of dealing with it later or um, just putting off, putting that off. And Jen, at the end of each show, we ask our guests, what is your nobody told me lesson? So what is it that nobody told you about the importance or or maybe the lack thereof of things in our life that you wish that they had before you were the expert and you want to pass on to the rest of us so we don't have to face years of tormenting ourselves (laughs) with whether or not to keep something. (laughs) Nobody told me lesson is that every single person and every single home is different. So you could have two homes next to each other that are built exactly the same, the same amount of people, but the the attachment to things and the relationship to how they're gonna use their home is gonna be completely different. There are no two people that are the same. And so someone's story might be different from the next person or someone's um, upbringing. There's so much that goes into each single person and how they make decisions and what matters most to them and, and what are their barriers. You know, someone could be this person that it's like, I don't wanna lose the memories, but the next person would, might be, I'd feel lost without my stuff. So there is a correlation to these attachments with, you know, every single person's different. And I just, you know, the giving grace is such a, is such a big moment with yourself of saying, going back to what kind of life do you want to live? And it's not going to look like anyone else's and that's okay because every single person is different. And Jen, how can people connect with you on social media and the internet? So you can connect with us by, you know, following us at at life in general, general with a J. And of course, our website has incredible resources, our blog at lifeingeneral.com. Um, and we're actually doing our book club right now, which is amazing. We're walking everybody through the book. Every, um, you know, there's three processes or sorry, three parts of the book. And so we are walking you know, page by page, chapter by chapter of giving all the support so that this year can really be, you know, everyone's best and most organized year yet. So how does that work? How does the book club work? It's amazing. So you can go to our website and there's a tab for join the book club. It's never too late. Um, It's an evergreen. It will always be there. There's a 70 page workbook that we have all for free. Um, You can, of course, buy the book on the website. We have a tab for that, too. Um, and it's just such a wonderful support that I just, I really wanted to give that back of, I spent all last year writing this book and the beginning of this year, I made that decision of, you know, this is the year I've heard from so many people that, you know, this, this is the year that they want to get organized in the last couple of years with everything going on in the world has been crazy for everyone. And so I am really walking people through and, and, you know, being that support. And when they get stuck, I'm like, DM me, email, whatever you need, because everyone's different, they're going to, you know, have different pain points and different needs throughout. But I wanted to, I wanted to do this because I really, I really believe in this work. And I I do think this book is going to change people's lives. I think organization changes people's lives. And I I just wanted to, um, you know, be that support and light for someone that we are not, everybody's, we're in this together. And I'm really excited about the feedback we've been getting of this book has 
you know, not what I expected in the best possible way. So that's been really fun. Um, and just walking people through it and, and really understanding the soul work that goes into it. And the 70 page workbook is free on your website. It's you free. said, yep. Download it. It's free. It's amazing. We spent all December, you know, all last month doing it and there's so much more to come, lots of giveaways. Um, and so you can start at any time. And if you can't do it, it it's really at your own pace. So it's, it's going to be on the website forever. Um, you can buy the book, you can get the workbook, and then we have a lot of great resources to walk you through and we'll be saving that as well. And again, that website is lifeingeneral.com and that is general with a J for Jen. Yes. All right. Great. Well, Jen, we thank you so much for joining us. Thank you both so much for having me. Yeah, this has been really, really helpful. And it's inspired me. I'm going to go clean after this. Yeah. And you know, I love the pictures in the (laughs) book. They just give me me peace. Right, right, right. (laughs) I love that. Again, our thanks to Jen Robin, whose new book is called Life in General. And again, that's Jen general with a J, a joyful guide to organizing your home and creating the space for what matters most. And again, the website is lifeingeneral.com. I'm Jan Black. And I'm Laura Owens. You're listening to Nobody Told Me. Thank you so much for joining us. 